0: Welcome to the Barry Essentials. On today's show, we discuss the Chase Claypool trade to the Bears and preview the matchup against the Dolphins and much, much more. A-Dub, talk to him, baby. How you feeling about that trade, my guy? Claypool having a weapon for Justin Fields, that's what a lot of fans want to see, man. So hopefully this guy can become a playmaker. That's how the player he was last season i tell you one thing, man. I am so happy for Justin Fields, man. He finally got some damn help around here. This guy, my goodness, A-Dub, he's been getting beat up all season. Now, this right here, I'm sure he probably was He probably was sitting somewhere in the cold tub, man, probably chilling. When that, that trade came over, A-Dub, I bet that man had a nice little smile on his face. He's like, boy, these aches and pains, they worked it, man, when I got a guy like that now.
1: <laughs> exactly. I got another go-to guy. Money Moon, you are not alone. You got somebody,
0: you got some help on the way. So I got to ask you now, right? So we got Money Moon and we got my boy Claypool. Now my Notre Dame guy. You know what I'm saying? We got a Notre Dame guy on the team. I know. <laughs> but, but, but what's your thoughts there with that matchup now? I mean, I mean, what's your thoughts, A-Double now having that one-two combo with Money Moon and, and Claypool? That should be very helpful
1: for just the feels that you were going down that path there. Because those two court, um, wide receivers are different. Therefore, you're putting both of them in good situations. So I like this duo between these two guys.
0: Now, the one thing, audience, when I was doing some breakdown on Claypool and how he was being used with the Steelers, they were primarily using him out of the slot this year. I don't really think that that was the best use of his skill set. So no. it looks like of what he discussed with the media was that they're going to let Claypool play on the outside. And I think that that's going to be best. Let him match up outside. Let him use that size, speed, and athleticism to bully those corners on the outside.
1: And man, when you see him going down the outside, man, on the outside press when he's going down there, man, that dude can go get it. So that's what you like to see him, man, down those sidelines. And I think a guy like him definitely brings a different dynamic because we've seen so far a couple times this season where some of our wide receivers just can't do what Claypool can do. So it's good to have
0: a guy like that. That's the thing. We got a guy that can do that now. You know, this whole time we were, like, trying to make money moon to wide receiver one. Listen, at this point now with a guy like Claypool, it don't matter. We got two right. good guys that we can count on. Maybe Nikhil Harry can get in the mix, too. Byron Pringle, you need to get in. You just get in when you fit in, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't got time to be waiting around for you now. And the thing is, it wouldn't be uncharted territory for uh, Pringle. He'd been down the road before Perez where he well, that was the whole point of him coming here, though, was for him to finally get an opportunity because that's why he right. loved KC. Yep, but, you know he didn't distinguish himself. But my point, a now, is you got clear pecking order at wide receiver now. You got Clay, you got Claypool, and who, in my opinion, is the man? I think he is the he is a wide receiver one. The guy's got so much talent. That situation in Pittsburgh was so awful this year between Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I'm sure Chase Claypool has to be very happy to have gotten out of that situation. And you know another thing about this trade, A-Dub, that fires me up? Is that the Packers were the ones that I thought they was going to get Claypool, and Ryan Post came in and snatched them away. So guess what, Aaron Rodgers? You're going to continue to lose out here in these streets.
1: <laughs> I know. He's over there kicking himself like, why did we get Claypool? But you know what rises? It is what it is. We beat you guys to the punch. But I'm thankful to have a guy like Claypool Perez because this definitely does help this um, offensive unit. And I just think that it's gonna take a lot of the weight off my boy, you know, Money Moon. Now he got somebody else that can come in and help him. Because you know, money moon plays a lot of double team, people shout at him to all every time he take a take a rep. It's like man, it's been tough for him. So now
0: we're in a better situation, bro. Well, I'll tell you what, thing, no more excuses for money moon. That bank better be open on fuck a Sunday. That's all I got to say, because I heard that Claypool's going to play on Sunday. And no more excuses. When I drive past that bank, that shit better be open, they do. it, better be open. friends. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb right now.
1: The bank will be open, baby. It will be open.
0: All right, now, audience, y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. And if it don't, y'all need to flood our mentions and DMs.
1: Speak
0: <laughs> <laughs> right up. I get it though.
1: I totally get it. But I'm going out on Lamb now, man. We got help. We're going against the Dolphins. We're at home. We gotta show up and show out. And Money Moon, it's show time, baby. Show
0: time. Yes, sir. And AW, one of our loyal listeners and his lovely wife are coming to Soldier Field for their first Bears game. So Pumped to hear that from them. I wish that I was going to be able to meet them, but, you know, I'm going to be down there in Champaign covering that Illinois michigan State game this weekend, which is going to be a big game on tap. But, Aaron, take plenty of pictures, and we love to hear that you coming to Chicago, brother.
1: Hey, welcome to Chicago, Aaron. I hope you have a great time, you and your family.
0: But, A-Dub, real quick on this Claypool situation. Now, I know there was a lot of fans on Twitter that was getting mad at Ryan Poles and saying he gave up too much for Chase Claypool. But these were the same fans that wanted uh, the last regime to draft Claypool with the second round pick. This is the same fan base that was talking about the Bears should have drafted George Pickens in the second round. We can't sit here and have it both ways. I've had this conversation with y'all multiple times. Now, I want to bring some reason to Bears Twitter because y'all be tripping sometimes. No, not just sometimes. Y'all be tripping a lot. (laughs) Brian <laughs> Pose did what he had to do here, right? We needed right. a weapon here in that wide receiver room. That wide receiver room was pretty fucking pathetic. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now I look at that wide receiver room. I even looked at it on Madden, they I fired up Madden and I added Claypool to the Bears. And I was like, look at this little lineup now. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, we looking good, ain't done. We got Herbert and Montgomery, the little two-headed monster running back. Now we yep. got nice, we got a nice little dynamic duo and wide receiver. I'm like, okay. Now we just gotta get Cole commit to get his shit together, and we'll be good out here. We'll be good. That's what's up, man. That's good. You guys, he took a little stab at it.
1: Don't man. Let's see if this team could possibly look like it. That's the fun. That's always fun. But you know what, Perez? This definitely does give everyone a different dynamic because what it does, it makes everyone else's job a lot easier. You know, when you got a clay pool on your team, so therefore, commit just might be able to get some things happening for himself. You know, out there making some catches, and the same thing for Money Moon and the others. Right? You all got a chance now because now all the workload, the hard part is not on you anymore.
0: And another key thing for people to think about, I was looking at some of those receivers in the free agent class for next year. Ryan Poles did us a favor by going out there and getting Chase Claypool. Y'all didn't want none of them damn receivers that's going to be available in 23. That list was fucking trash as hell. Trash as hell. That makes a huge difference right there though, Perez. The fact that you got Ryan Poles
1: thinking ahead, right? What are we looking forward to in the draft, right? What's there? You got to think about also what's on the market. So making this move like this here just might be the right thing to do, you know, because people talk about they want Justin Fields to have help as you were going down that path, us. He got help, so what's the problem with that now? <laughs> you can't keep talking about getting them help, and then we give them help, then you got a problem with that. Don't forget, we still got some draft picks as well, right? We still got that. We still got some capital here to do some things as well. So there's still things that are still going into the future of this Bears team. You can't do it all at once, but there's some good things. This is just a one step in the right direction.
0: Now we ain't got some money. We got a whole lot of money. We got a whole <laughs> lot of money. Ain't no sum now, ain't just, I'm kidding. Right? But, you read but, about that. But to the point you were making, though, I mean, yeah, we gave up a second-round draft pick. But Ryan Poles has accumulated a lot of draft capital. I'm giving him the benefit of the break because this type of receiver is a big-bodied receiver who is a vertical threat who we need in this offense. He's one-on-one on this Bears roster right now. I'm happy with this move. I love that he did it. And the fact that Justin Fields is trending right now and they make this type of a move, to add a guy like this, Chase Claypool is an athletic freak, bro. He is. And you talked about it a second ago, that leafing ability, bro. He's violent, man, when he goes up and get that foot, I've been watching him since the Notre Dame days. Hey, Doug. Yeah. I'm telling you, brother, I, when I saw they pulled the trigger on that thing, man, I'm like, man, where do I go get my Chase Claypool jersey? Let me go <laughs> get one. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm so fucking hype, ain't dub So damn hype. But you know what, Claypool? I understand we
1: couldn't give you number 11. You know why. But you got the number 10. <laughs> so it's all good, man. Perez, you went down the path of what he can bring to the table, man. In fact, you talking about Notre Dame a lot, Perez. And I, everyone knows that you're a huge fan of Notre Dame, no doubt. But that's just It shows what kind of guy we really are getting, Perez. And I, I like this. Because the thing is, you don't want nobody to try to get ready. You want somebody that's already ready. And Claypool is ready. He's ready to show out for his. He's ready to do his job. So that's what you're looking forward to at this point. And the fact that you even went down the path to how Justin Fields has been trending up, it made it easier to go out to get somebody. Because now you have to talk about, all oh, what Justin Fields is at, what's going on with his progress. Justin Fields has shown us that, hey, he there. He ready. So if he's ready, you got some weapons with him. It's all good, man. Let's just try to enjoy the ride and see what comes out of it.
0: And you made a comment about Money Moon keeping that number 11 which is yet another reason why that bank better be open because if my man couldn't <laughs> give up that jersey number, you better get us some goddamn touchdowns on Sunday, money Moon. Now, I'm telling you now, I'm on this kid's bumper now. Now, we ain't got Claypool <laughs> and no more excuses. No more excuses. When I tell you, A-Dub, when I drive past, that bank better be what? It better be open, baby. The all bank right, going to be open. All right, that's all I want to tell you. Now, one last thing on the Claypool deal that I really like. He's still in his rookie deal, A-Dub, which means yeah. now – He's got some time here to get some of that chemistry with Justin. And if he shows that he's the guy that we all feel like he can be in this system, then he can go ahead and get him a big-time contract with the Bears.
1: Yeah. You know, you in the system now with this organization? Show us the good. We're really watching this dynamic, right, how they continue to build. If it goes well, man, he may have a big payday coming his way for us
0: with the Chicago Bears, hopefully. Hopefully, right? Yeah, because – if you look at next year, it's only Mooney Claypool and Villas-Jones that are in the contract for 23. So like I said, and that that position, they're still going to have to address it in the draft or in free agency, which yep. you know, we'll see what happens there. But honestly, great move by Ryan Poles. I know a lot of people are still upset by the Roquan deal. But you know what, man? Ryan Poles came out and said it. Like, look, they could not come to common ground on a contract extension. So what else was he supposed to do, a Right. If
1: you can't come together on common ground when it comes down to the contract, you got to move forward. I think you, you hit a point, press. you talked about on our um, on, the, on the show, um, our last show, about the fact that, hey, losing for nothing, right? Things that we have seen happen in the past. You don't want to go on that path. If you can't come over the contract with the guy, they got to move forward and see what you can get for him. And we got something in return. So I mean, we got to move forward. You're right. I like Roquan, you and I talked about, but at the end of the day,
0: you can't get that done, man. The business side of it, you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I'm not going to repeat anything that I shared on the last show, but at the end of the day, Roquan's in a different spot. He's probably in a spot where he's going to get that lucrative extension. He's going to a good defense. He's got a chance to play in the playoffs. Hey, I'm happy for him. I wish it had worked out here. It did it. At the end of the day, man, this is a business. And I know a lot of times it's tough for people to understand Jalen Johnson he went on his radio show and he talked about how tough it was losing a Robert Quinn and a Roquan Smith and how he's still processing it. And that's the thing that a lot of people, the fans, they don't necessarily realize when they're just like looking at it like, oh, fuck Roquan or oh, Robert Quinn was playing like trash. OK, yeah, that's fine. But then the human aspect has to come in. Right. Right. And that's why I've been looking at this. And you know that you have players in that locker room that are affected by this. Hey, Roquan are lined up with those guys for years. And it's not going to be the same again for some people. That's the that's part of growth, too, you know, being able to deal
1: with those type of changes, you know. And some of these young guys are getting it early to lose a big brother, you know, a mentor and a leader and all that stuff. So what it shows to them that, hey, enjoy that moment you have with these, you know, these uh, players who have actually been in the league a while and know what it takes and and take all that learning from those guys and then add it to your two kid, and you better do the same thing for other young guys coming after you. But we do understand that's the human side of it, that, hey, you lose a big brother and it hurts sometimes, you know. But then the day, you have to find a way to move forward. And as, as a player on the team, you got to step your game up.
0: No, that's a fair point. Now, next man up in Saudi. And when I look at next man up, I look at a guy like Jack Sanborn. And you and I were talking about this kid all preseason. He was a standout not only on special teams, but defense as well. I feel like now this is his opportunity now to ascend and take that spot, right? And so my thing when I look at this roster right now, especially on defense, I think Coach Williams probably understands that it's this kid's time to shine. And we've had people in our messages asking us about him. Michael was saying, hey, is it Sanborn time yet? Michael, I think it is, man. I really do. Let's
1: get those snaps in, man. Let him go ahead and go out there and play. I mean, you're right. We talk a lot about him. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, Perez. So, Sanborn, your time is up, man.
0: Here you go. Show us what you got, bro. I mean, like I said, he was a fan favorite amongst Bears Twitter and everybody during the preseason. He was all over the damn football field. So, man, I would love to see that shit come true on Soldier Field on Sunday, bro. That would be amazing, man. His first game out there at home and he's cheering it up for us on defense, man,
1: sign me up. Yes, sir. And I like his energy, too, Perez. It's like his vibe. He gives you good vibes when you see him out there, man. Kid just playing hard, working hard. I mean, he wants to do well. I mean, so, you know, it's a good time for him. So hopefully he can, you know, uh, match that intensity and show us
0: what he's able to do. Like I said, going back to college, man, watching that kid, I just love the way that he was physical. He just played hard. No loafing, right? A lot of people, when they talk about – guys loafing and taking plays off. Well, you don't have right. to worry about that with a kid like you don't have to worry about that with a kid like Sanborn. Like like I said, man, I think he's ready. His athleticism is impressive. And I'm glad that he's a Chicago Bear. And I think it's time to unleash this kid on the league.
1: Unleash him, praise you know we love an underdog like that, coming in, showing everybody what he's able to do. So I expect nothing short of it. I expect him to give us his all. Yeah, because like
0: like I told you during the summer, I was surprised the kid wasn't drafted. So now he got that chip on the shoulder. So I want him to come out here and show people what time it is. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. So, Sanborn, you got dub and prayers. we rooting for you, man. Come out there and make a big impression, baby. Now, you talked about a second ago about leadership on the team. So obviously, we had two captains that were traded away like Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Now, with those two guys being traded out and the way that Matt Eberfus runs things, he wants to have uniformed captains on this team. So now, Eddie Jackson and Justin Jones have been named permanent defensive captains. And I'll tell you one thing, man. When it comes to an Eddie Jackson, I was surprised he wasn't the captain coming into the season. But the fact, though, that he's the captain now, I'm okay with it. With the way that this guy's been busting his ass out there on the field, showing that leadership, and performing like the best guy on that defensive unit, nothing I got nothing to say about that. Justin Jones, on that defensive front, he's emerging. When you're losing a guy like Roquan Smith and a guy like Robert Quinn, it's going to be a group effort to make up that type of leadership that you lost. Yeah, it
1: is going to be a group effort, Prez, because we know how vital those two guys were to this team, you know. But to see Eddie Jackson having a very good season, pro bowl type of season, that's great to
0: see him step into that leadership role to now take over that part of it. After today's practice here, the injury report came out A-dub, and we see that Larry Borum did not practice. He missed the last game with a concussion. I'm having a strong feeling that he may not suit up on Sunday. What you think there?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to suit up Perez on Sunday either, man, because it's always tough. When you're still not out there, you're not getting the reps in. It's always hard. It's tougher. So I think you better off just moving forward with the guys you had last week and try to see what you can do there. But, you know, I feel bad for Larry Bourne. We do know how tough he is, Perez, but it just don't seem like to be the right time for him to come back.
0: Yeah, you know, he's still in the concussion protocol. We'll see if he's cleared by the week's end. If not, then Riley Reef will get that nod over there right tackle. I saw that – um a another thing I wanted to talk about real quick, Cody Whitehair returned to practice, and they opened up a 21-day window for the team to return him from IR. So that could be a key potential addition to that offensive line, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this offensive line looks when you get Cody Whitehair back in the mix.
1: I would love to get Cody Whitehair back, you know, and, um, and this just shows that he's making progress through his injury and all that stuff, which is good. But, yeah, man, that would be a nice little dynamic to this offense, and um, he's somebody that we feel highly about, you know, done a good job. Um, and, and, you know, when he was playing and wasn't great, but he done it good. You know, he held his own. So we can use a guy like him to continue to get Justin Fields' protection.
0: Well, I thought before he got hurt, he was one of the best offensive linemen uh, for those first four games. And now since he's been down, as I mentioned on the last show, I thought Tevin Jenkins has been the best offensive lineman. So you get a guy like that back on that offensive line, all it does is bowl well for us. Essentially, when Lucas Patrick is back, you'll have a formidable interior offensive line.
1: Absolutely Paris. And That's what you want to do. You want to see your starting unit together. And Cody White here is part of that. Lucas Patrick's part of that, of course, you know. And you know Larry Bourne's part of that. So I can't wait to get all the all three back together, man. And then we can really can assess this up offensive line to see how we're making progress and see where we are. But I think the most important thing is getting them all back healthy.
0: Getting them back healthy and keeping just the fields healthy, man. We, we got to make sure that this guy's not taking those unnecessary hits. So, yeah, and, and the fact that we're all happy and lathered up about Chase Claypool, that's great. But if the quarterback can't stay healthy to throw him the football, what good does it do? So, offensive line, we got to keep that guy protected. And all the things that you and I have talked about in the past when it comes to Luke Getsy and how he can maximize the call plays to protect Justin Fields and how Justin Fields also can protect himself, all of these things need to be at the forefront of everybody's mind. We cannot see we cannot afford number one to go down. If number one gets hurt, we're fucked. You said
1: you, I, you, I couldn't have said it any better than you just did there, Perez. The point the point you're making really is about his protection, you know, helping this guy continue to thrive and not to take you no know, unwanted punishment like he's been taking early in this season. So for that matter, it's gonna be important that we continue the progress we've been making. Because
0: so I think we've made a lot of progress, for us. we're helping Justin Fields out, play calling and all. We'll see, man, but 31 quarterback hits, that's a lot. I I kind of feel like they haven't done enough. They can do better, and and I'm hoping once we get these guys back in the fold that we'll see a better job of protecting the quarterback. A couple more injuries I want to discuss before we break down this matchup. Kyler Gordon and Eddie Jackson, they have both been limited in practice so far this week, A-Dub, with hip injuries. And so right there when I'm looking at that, I don't think there's any concern for those two. I think they suit up on the game. I think they suit up for the game on Sunday.
1: Oh, yeah, they should suit up for the game. I don't think they want to miss this type of game. Well, I would love to see those guys come in, hopefully healthy, you know, and able to come and show us what they're able to do. But it should be good. They should be playing, and I, I'm expecting them to play.
0: And finally, Tevin Jenkins, hes back. In, he was back in practice today. He was limited on Wednesday. He was dealing with that back injury. Anytime I see that back injury with Tevin Jenkins, my alarms and antennas start going off a dub But uh, yeah. it, it looks like he was back in full practice today. But that's something I want to kind of keep my eye on because we obviously know that that Tevin Jenkins has had back issues in the past. Because that back, you will not know about how that back is, how important it
1: is. And also, we understand his health is history-wise. So, Tevin Jenkins, I hope there's nothing more to
0: it than that, man. I hope you can go out there and be 100% when you play against the Dolphins. He should be good to go, man. He's a tough guy. And like we said before, man, the most consistent offensive lineman on the roster right now. And I'm glad he's here. I'm glad Ryan Poles didn't trade him. And I'm glad that a lot of these media experts and podcasters who claim that Seven Jenkins wasn't going to be in the opening day roster, I'm glad that you guys are wrong. I'm glad that you guys were wrong. And I'm going to keep reminding y'all that, especially if this kid make the Pro Bowl, oh, my God, I'm going to be so unbearable on this show. I'm going to be so unbearable. You, you, y'all been, you better hope. You better hope you <laughs> don't make it to the Pro Bowl. I promise you I won't stop saying this shit. Motherfucking <laughs> know-it-alls. Know-it-alls. <laughs> hey friends, <laughs> i'm with you there bro he
1: has shut a lot of people up you know a lot of people are quiet now friends When they talk about him now when his name comes oh, up oh yeah they quiet oh yeah
0: they're quiet you know yeah, oh, yeah they're quiet they done uh-huh. my grandma she used to have them people in the church that they used to talk all this shit about people then they come back to them and then they get quiet right was like, oh wait. he was talking Oh, you saw my son's so son did this and that. Now, when it happened to your household now you're quiet over there. That's how them people are. They quiet as a little church mouse. Quiet a little church mouse. They quiet, but They can't keep the same energy, bro. That's my problem, folks. If you're going to be all loud with them hot takes, you better take that medicine when they come back. Boy, now, ooh, <laughs> take that Robitussin. Take that Robitussin. Ooh, ooh. Don't sip it. Take it down. Take it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're <I'm> talking about. <laughs> all right. So going into this matchup, though, a we know that these two franchises, meaning the Dolphins and the Bears, were in two different places, right? Yeah. Now, we're coming off our fifth loss of the season. We already have talked about that Cowboys game. Meanwhile, the Dolphins beat the Lions. They got five wins on the season. The Dolphins also seem to be going all in. You saw that move they made, going to pick up Chubb. Yeah. Going and picking up Jeff Wilson Jr. This offseason, going to trade and fucking giving Cheetah the bag. Yeah. The Dolphins... They're going for it. Meanwhile, for the Bears, you see that we're in a little bit of a rebuild. You know what I mean? However, though, a lot of people are predicting that this matchup with the Bears is going to be a, a blowout for the Dolphins. We're going to get into why I don't think that's going to be necessarily the case. I think there's going to be a lot of points that are going to be scored in this ballgame. And if you are a gambler, I would take the over in this game because I think it's going to be a lot of points being scored.
1: (laughs) I like the fact that this Bears offense has started to move the needle. You know, they've been scoring. We know what the Miami Dolphins can do. They can score, of course. But the good thing is that knowing that this Bears team is not going to give in that easy. And you get to the point, Perez, that, hey, this Bears team has shown us the last couple games, against Dallas, against the Patriots, that they can score. So the fact that Justin Fields has been thriving with the little weapons he had, and now having Claypool with him, I mean, it's going to be interesting, Perez.
0: I think it could be some, a lot of points put up here, man, One four. I think so, too. Now, when I'm looking at the Dolphins and what they do well, obviously they throw the ball very well. Tua, man, that boy, his deep ball is a thing of beauty. Yes. The fact that they got those weapons there on offense, you already know. Heal, Waddle, you know, Gusecki at tight end. That offensive unit is just explosive. Now, it running is. game-wise... The reason why they had to pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. is because Raheem Mustard, which I think he's a decent back that they picked up for the Niners. Yeah. Their running attack has been a little stagnant. And I'm talking yeah. that shit because our team has one of the best, we have one of the best rushing attacks in the league. So I can look at the Dolphins and say, their running attack is trash. That's why they had to go pick up just Jeff Wilson Jr. But that's the part of their offense that I'm looking at and saying, that's an area right there it kind of was holding them back, A-Double, being one of the elite officers in the league. Now, they are very good. But I'm not going to call them elite unless they're doing it on both sides of the ball. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just going to try to tell you, I ain't going to call them lead. I ain't going to call them lead, No, sir. Nope, not going to do it. Uh,
1: but they are making some strides. I give Dolphins their credit. And you hit a point where you said they're going all in. Yes, they are going all in. But I'm not sold on those running backs just yet, you know? So what they really, their bread and butter
0: has been, to your point, throwing the football. They got a lot of weapons out there on the outside. They're going up against a Bears defense that's been pretty good against the pass. Now, I know right. all that of you guys are going to be like, well, prayers What happened last week. I know. <laughs> shit happened. But if you look at the season as a whole, yeah. we pretty much held up very well against the pass defense. Now, one thing, though, A-Dub, that a couple of our listeners wanted to remind you of, they didn't like the fact that you went off the Vildor last week. And here's why. They were like, how can you go off the Vildor when there was no pass rush? So, basically, Dak had all the time in the world to pick him apart. And mm-hmm. I looked back at the film and I said, you know what, guys? You're absolutely correct on that. Looking at this matchup against the Dolphins on Sunday, that's going to be one of my first keys in this matchup. We got to put that heat and got to put that pressure on Tua. Because if not, he's going to be bombing away. He going to be bombing that shit away. Cheetah, oh, I don't even want to think about that. We got to put some pressure on Tua. Got to put some pressure on Tua. And... With the way that Jalen Waddle works the middle of your defense, yes, it's just dangerous, man. The way that those two receivers work together, it's a thing of beauty. The route combinations that Mike McDaniel does, I told y'all I was going to do some film breakdown. I was just sitting there watching the film, and I was just jealous. I'm just watching this thing, and I'm just <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you you look at your girl, you, she, she uh, broke up with you, and she with the new man. That's how I'm over here looking at this Miami Dolphins offense. I'm like, God damn, y'all offense cool. Y'all ain't elite yet, though, but y'all got a good-ass offense. You got a real good offense. Yeah,
1: they do got a really good offense, Perez. And you hit on the head, man, those two wide receivers, Waddle and Cheetah, man, they just make things go. And, uh, and you know, Cheetah's just so fast, man. You got Waddle he's fast as well. These guys definitely do. You know, they don't mind going to that middle Perez and trying to make some things happen. So you're right. Our secondary, it's going to be a handful trying to t- tackle these dudes, though. But you make a good point You talk about our secondary. We've been pretty strong most of the year, Perez. We have been. And I think our secondary is going to be a key in slowing those two dudes down because, you know, we can't give up the big plays, really. We can continue to let these guys not give up the big plays. You got to attack Tua first, man. That is the first thing you got to do, man. Slow down and head the snake. It starts with making sure you put some pressure on Tua.
0: You got to. And Now, they got Teron Armstead. All that you guys know, if you're an OG listener to this show, that was one of the guys that I wanted Ryan Poles to go out and get to protect Justin Fields. Well, Teron Armstead is protecting Tua's blind side. That right there is going to be somebody that we're going to have to make sure that we can go after a little bit, whether it's Gibson, whether it's Muhammad, whether it's Dominique Robinson. We yeah. need to get some pressure on it. We have to because if not, it's going to be a long fucking day for Vildor and Kyler Gordon. That's all I'm going to try to tell you. Long fucking day. It really is,
1: man, because you, you're trying to make this secondary hold up, Perez, too, too long, and you just can't do it. At some point – a guy like two will find some gaps, some holes. If he's comfortable, right, throwing the football. So you're right, Don Robinson. You're going to have to show me something, man. This week, this is your turn, man. They putting a lot of, you know, of the marbles on you. You get a lot of the snaps, man, out there. So you got to go out there and show what you're able to do in those reps. So you got to step your game up. Gibson, same way, man. You're going to have to turn yourself loose and make some impact plays. And I think these two dudes right here, Perez, are coming off the edge. They got to show something.
0: Yeah, well, like like we mentioned in the last episode. Ryan Poles, Coach Williams, they have confidence in this young core of of, of pass rushers. So we'll see. Hey, they're getting their opportunity to show us on Sunday. One other thing, I mean, I want to make sure that we don't bury the lead here. Justin Fields, man, we continue to talk about on this show. This guy's the key to not only just this season, but the future of this franchise. But he continues to take really huge steps forward in his development. The last couple of weeks, I've been so proud of him. That Patriots game, that Cowboys game, I'm telling you, man, just like that proud father, man, watching that kid ride that bike. You know (laughs) know what I'm saying? I'm like, look at him go. That's how (laughs) I feel right now. He's looking good on that 10-speed, man, with no training wheels. Bro, I'm over here like,
1: Calvin's got a job,
0: boy. Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir, man. I'm with you there, man. But you're right. It's just a joy to see consistency out the quarterback. You know, you think about – the the losses we've had over a couple of weeks, you're like, you know what? It ain't Justin Fields' fault. To be able to say that, Perez, says a lot. It it, it definitely shows that this kid is helping keeping this team in the game. So for me, I'm just happy to see Justin Fields make those strides. And now, hey,
0: let's see him make another one, Perez. Well, this is what happens when the offensive coordinator puts the quarterback in positions to be successful. Luke Getzey has done a really good job of making sure that his quarterback is comfortable and Justin Fields is rewarding him. Now Ryan Poles has rewarded him by giving him a weapon to throw to because now we got Chase Claypool in that matchup on Sunday. And he's going to help open things up downfield because that's one of the things that we've been talking about. While the running attack has been really, really great, the passing aspect has been really pedestrian. So now you got a guy like Claypool coming in here that should be able to open things up, A-Dub.
1: It should be, Perez. And this is where we got to give um, Cool Hand Luke get you some credit here, Perez, because I think he'll do a good job with, with um uh, you know, uh, with those big plays. And I think, you know, Justin Fields definitely is a guy that can make big plays with his arm. You know, everyone knows he can throw the deep ball. There's no you know, there's no question on that part of it. But getting the opportunity to do more of that with Claypool and Money Moon, that's what you really want to see as well. That gets the Bears Nation excited. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, Cool Hand Luke get those two guys involved and get Justin Fields on the loose to make some big things happen.
0: I'm going to give a couple more keys to victory, man, just because I want to make sure that we're honing in on all the aspects of things, right? When we look at this Miami Dolphins defense, run-stopping is their main strength. Now yeah, we know the strength for the Bears is running the football. So I think what the Bears are going to have to do in this matchup is they're going to have to go off script a little bit, a We're going to have to take advantage of Miami's secondary. So my key now on offense is, while well, we're going up against the Dolphins, who have one of the better run-stopping teams in the league, well, guess what? That secondary for Miami is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? All Luke gets, he has to do is try to figure out ways to exploit that secondary. Claypool, Mooney, right? Yep. Equanimous St. Brown, Nikhil, Harry, Cole, Commit, right? Even if it's Herbert or Montgomery out of the backfield. We got to find the different matchups to exploit what that secondary is not really good at doing, right? Because right now, when you look at how much they're giving up per play for that Miami team, it's not good. So I almost kind of feel like what we need to do is we need to flip the script on what we've been doing so far in the season with the running attack versus the
1: passing attack. I like that that key right there, Perez, because you're right. We're going to have to do more of that in the passing game for sure. So that's their strength, Perez, to stop in the run. It's going to be that passing game that's going to be the difference maker right there. So that means... Guys like Money Moon, the eyes are on you, you know? Even if it means that Claypool has to be, a you know, a decoy. Who knows what the matchup is going to be and how, you know, that our Miami Dolphins team are going to play against Claypool. We don't know yet, but we'll see. But at the end of the day, it's still a, a secondary to where guys like Money Moon will commit what may have to thrive into. So Money Moon, President, I have been talking about it. The bank got to be open, baby.
0: Yeah, and I don't really give a shit who it is. I just want them to make sure that they're exploiting that secondary because they're a little yeah. Now, my last key on offense, and this is something that we've talked about in the past with this team, but it's even more true going up against the Dolphins. We got to avoid these second and third alums. Yeah. I joked with somebody A-Dub over text last week, and I said, third and 18, that's like a Chicago Bears tradition that just goes on year after year. We got to get out of it. There. There's no successful play call for the fucking third and 18. I mean, we've lucked out a couple times to convert them on some Khalil <laughs> Herbert or David Montgomery rushes, but bro. We got to stay out of those. Now, you're not going to be successful against a team that has an offense like Miami if you're going to continue to be in second alone, third alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you'd have much
1: in second and third and long, Chris, you open the door for Justin Fields to make mistakes now, you know? Because now they can probably see some plays coming. They can see what's happening, right? We're actually showing our cards. So at that point, yeah, it becomes tougher on the Bears' offense. If we're doing that. And then, two, Chris, now we're getting into the punt mode, man. And then now the field of position becomes a factor. So we got to be very careful with that. We want to keep some momentum going with this team, Chris. We got to get some positive yards on first and second down. Well, and that's the
0: thing with this Dolphins team because. When you look at them on first down, that's when they give up a lot of their place. On first yeah. down, that's that's when we're going to have to get the majority of our yards in, in, in a series of downs. Because if not, then now you're playing to the advantage and what that secondary from the Dolphins is more comfortable with. If we can put that pressure on them by keeping them in second and short, third and short. Yeah. And the advantage is the Chicago Bears.
1: I'm with you there, Perez, because I can see, like, a lot of those play actions, right? And your boy, you know, Justin Fields on a rollout, making some some good passes, whatever whatever it takes, right? Really, whatever it takes to get to some positive yards. But that's what you got to do, man. You got to really put Justin Fields into that position. Because I'll tell you one thing, with Justin Fields in short, he can make a lot of happen. And that's scary for Miami Dolphins to see a guy like him just if he was third and short. You just don't know what's going to come at you. A great pass, a great run, you just don't know. So I'd rather see that happen, to Chris. But it all starts with first and second down. What do you do there? You can't get caught up with just running the football on first down because now, like you said, it comes back to bite you against a team like Miami.
0: No, that's a good point. Now, earlier, I gave a key where I said we got to get pressure off the tour. And yeah. the reason why, which is going to lead into my final key on defense. Because if you could do that, then it helps you to somewhat try to limit Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall. I mean, yeah. I don't think you could stop both of them. I really don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest there, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, especially when you got inexperienced corners like Villador and Gordon. However, if we can put pressure on them, if we can do our best to stop the Miami Dolphins run and kind of make them one-dimensional, then maybe we got a shot of here. Got a shot at it here, man. But when you look at these guys on film, you just see them just running wide open. It's because of the scheme that they run. Yeah. And also, too, when Tua has that time in the pocket, he just slings that sucker. And mm. you do not want to give Tyreek Hill time to get open. Because when you, when I look on film and I don't see, like, okay, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. If you get the four seconds and Tua still has that ball in the clean pocket, consider Ooh. your ass fucking toast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Before we get out of here, A-Dub, score prediction time. What you got, son?
1: 35-28. I think Miami Dolphins get the win, Press.
0: You think or you well, well, you know? What are we doing
1: here? <laughs> Damn, okay. All right, man. 35-28, <laughs> man. Dolphins get the win.
0: There we go. There you go. I want defenders around here, a I want defenders.
1: <laughs> I got you, bro.
0: All right, I got uh, the Dolphins 29, the Bears 17. I mean, when you look at this game, DraftKings has the Dolphins as a four-and-a-half-point favorite here in Chicago, you know, so once again, the Bears are our own underdog at home. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that there are a lot of people or, or were kind of predicting in this game. I don't see yeah. that. This Bears team has played people close. They've been playing with a lot of pride. I know defensively we're going to be short now because we traded away Quinn and we've traded away Roquan, but listen, yeah. man. Next man up mentality, you got some young guys that I hope that are chomping at the bid and the opportunity to earn a spot. So that is what's giving me the confidence to say that we'll keep this game close. But I do have the Bears losing this game 29-17. to 17. If we had more experienced corners, I wouldn't feel the way that I feel, but yeah. I just have a feeling after seeing how our secondary performed last week against the Cowboys receivers, the Dolphins receivers, it's just it's another level,
1: man. It's another level. Yeah, it's another level, Perez, and for me as well, I do worry about the secondary, but I also it starts with our, you know, defensive front, and I'm not so sure how far or how much we can get to tour, man, because like you said before, if he's eating, man, it's going to be a tough night.
0: Yeah, now I'm than what Michael's got on the prediction front because so far, Michael, you were wrong last week, along with A. <laughs> now, now your boy Perez is ahead of y'all but one game. Now, y'all don't want me to win because I will continue to talk that shit on the show. Michael, what you got Sunday? Can't wait. Hey, to hear. hey come and bail me out here, Mike, man. Come on now,
1: man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> AW it was good chopping it up with your audience. We appreciate you for listening. We don't take these listeners for granted. Thanks for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. Look forward to talking to you guys after the game on Sunday. But for now, we are out.